0: Welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tapper Brothers. And we're broadcasting this week from the Department of Inappropriate Topical Applications here at Car Talk Plaza. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, you know, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago uh, that I had an unfortunate mishap uh, while exercising. Uh, before using my stationary bike, I applied some petroleum jelly to uh, the area where I uh, uh, sit. Yeah. To try to ward off uh, what I thought would be certain chafing, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. But when the treated area became extremely uncomfortable, I went back and checked and found that I had not, in fact, applied petroleum jelly to my derriere. I had applied snow seal. (laughs) (laughs) It's a leather waterproofing product for
1: boots, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and I should say that they were nice enough to send you a few new jars with the name of the product in enormous print <laughs> just so
0: you'd know next time. Yeah, oh, yeah, don't worry. I'll be careful. But I guess my confession encouraged some other people to write to us and fess up about their application malfunctions.
1: Yeah. Here's one from Susan, who's from Milford, New York. Notice none of these people gives his or her last name. No, no. Anyway, here's what Susan says. Last week, I was visiting a b bed and breakfast, in Vermont, and I was brushing my teeth when it slowly started to dawn on me that the toothpaste tasted a little funny. When whatever it was started foaming in my mouth, I ran out of the bathroom and yelled, oh no, (laughs) trying not to swallow. I frantically rummaged through the tubes in my bag and discovered I had just brushed my teeth. You ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> With preparation <age>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and here's another one from uh, someone named Vince, and again, no last name. Of course not. I was shaving in our half-bath bathroom using a can of shaving cream. When I was ready for the deodorant, I grabbed another aerosol can off the shelf and liberally sprayed under each arm, like you would do, right? Mm-hmm. I then discovered to my dismay that I just deodorized myself with black shoe polish. (laughs) Like yours, my wife nearly hurt herself laughing. My wife did hurt herself. I mean, she just threw herself on the floor like she she was in some kind of paralysis. I never saw another human being laugh so uncontrollably in my life. (laughs) And I'm glad I was able to provide her with that. Yeah, I think it's nice of you. Anyway, if you have a question about your car or good hygiene fiasco story for us, we're at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk.
2: Hi there, it's Elisa from Newton. How are you?
0: Elisa.
1: E-L-I-S-A. Very good.
0: Uh, Well, Well, my mother
1: claimed that that was her name, but she (laughs) made that up when she was about 75 years old. All the time before that, her name was Elizabeth. Well, you know why she made
0: that name up because she was a liar. <laughs> 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 no, no, I say it, mother. No, 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 she would make up stuff. No, like no, this. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. You're gonna say, oh yeah. When she became an artist, when our mother was in her fifties, she took an adult education course. Yeah, and decided that she had some artistic abilities. She went. She went, for, she went for, within a little matter of weeks. She went from drawing stick figures up to real. Oh, things. she was great. And she became, over the next thirty years, a pretty fair artist. That's but she start. decided that the name Elizabeth was oh. not sufficiently artistic. Yeah, oh, that's where it, she
1: got the name. But
0: Elisa. Um, and when she told us her name was, well, the first time I went to one of her art <laughs> shows and I saw exhibit by Elisa Baljasi, both Tom and I went. <laughs> <laughs> and she had a good laugh because she knew she was fooling everybody. So yep. her name was was really Elizabeth, but uh, she called whatever she wanted us. To. Yeah, we used to call we used to call Mom Lizzie. Lizzie. Yeah, that ticked her off. Yeah, that's she not going like to go Lizzie. over well. And, 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 and Doug Berman, our producer, called her Lizzie once, and she Ooh. dressed him down. My name isn't Lizzie. It's Elisa. <laughs> <laughs> Poor so,
1: Doug. Elisa, what's going on in Newton?
2: All right, so here's the deal. Yeah. I have a 2003 Saab station wagon. Uh huh. It's got about oh, 80,000 miles on it. Mm -hmm. And I started having this problem last May, and now it has reappeared this May. What happens is if it is less than about 60 degrees out in the morning when I go to start the car, it won't start. It cranks and it cranks and it cranks, and sometimes it'll cough to life a little bit, um, but usually I have to get my husband out of bed because he's better with this than I am. He applies gas selectively and does his voodoo, and eventually we usually get it started. But once the weather warms up, I don't have this problem anymore. So I took it to the dealer, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and they said it's the gas. There is summer gas in your car, and it doesn't like it when it's cold out. Oh, I think that's Which completely bogus. But at the same time, it went away when it got warm, so I didn't really have an argument yeah.
1: for them. I mean, it almost makes sense, but it's crazy,
2: right? And then, how come it didn't happen before the last two years?
1: Yeah, did
0: exactly. you ask them that?
2: <laughs> I did, and they didn't have a good answer.
0: Uh, yeah. Because there isn't a good answer. Well, you know, we have had over the years uh, a kind of uh, analogous problem with some older Honda Accords, except the reverse was the case. Mm. And, and those cars wouldn't start unless it was hot. No, they wouldn't start when it was hot. So on a oh. hot day, if you had the car all locked up, mm-hmm. it wouldn't start. you get out there, and it would crank like crazy, but there was no fuel getting delivered by the fuel pump. And we discovered on those cars that it was a faulty fuel pump relay. Okay. And I don't know if there's a service bulletin on this 9.5 of yours, but but it's possible that you have, in fact, a bad fuel pump relay or a bad fuel pump. And the easiest way, if you left it at the dealership, they can easily put the fuel pump pressure tester on the thing the night before and then try to start it. And when it tries to start and it doesn't, if they read the fuel pump pressure is zero, it's a simple matter then to go to the pump to see if current's getting to the pump. If the pump isn't getting current, then the first thing I'd suspect is the relay or maybe the computer. Okay. But they may have to keep this thing for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. So give it up. Okay. Because otherwise you're just going to get angry with the car and you're going to start to hate it. You know what happens then? That's no You start kicking the doors closed. <laughs> yeah. you seen great. people do that? You know, when you get a new car or you're in love with the car, you gently close the door so it latches. Mm. Yeah. But when you're angry at the car, boy, you just rear back and give it a <laughs> swift kick, and that door goes slamming into that C-pillar, and all things kind of rattle yeah. loose, and that's oh, the yeah. beginning
2: of the end. No, we can't have
0: that. All right. Good luck, Elisa. All right.
2: Thanks, guys. See I you,
1: Lizzie. It. See you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <don't>
0: Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk.
3: Hi, this is Brianna. I'm calling from Grafton, Vermont.
0: Hi, Brianna. Brianna? Is that one in or two or three? Two. Two, all right.
3: Okay, so I drive a 97 Subaru Outback.
0: Uh-huh. Um, it's got
4: like
3: 133,000 miles on it. And lately it's been making this noise, like when I make a tight corner, like pulling into a parking space, and it's it's a nice noise.
1: (laughs) Nice (laughs) noise?
3: Well, it doesn't make me think I'm going to be leaving chunks of the car in the parking lot. Oh, that's good. But it's only when I make a really tight turn, left or right.
0: Yeah. And what kind of a noise is it?
3: Well, uh, it goes kind
0: of like... A howling kind of noise? Yeah. Oh, really?
1: And does it change as you're turning the wheel?
0: No, it's
3: pretty steady, and as soon as I straighten out the wheels...
0: It goes away.
3: It goes away, yeah. I mean,
0: can, can you get it to do it if you're not moving?
1: I don't know. Uh, oh. Is the car in your general area, as they say?
3: It's actually not. Today of all days, my boyfriend drove it to work.
0: Oh. Oh, then don't worry. <laughs> He's going to smash it up on the way home, and none of your problems will be solved. Uh, he promised he'd be okay with it. So you get this... this, this uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind yeah of a... that was very good. That was Ooh. it. <laughs> noise i mean well it certainly could easily be coming from one of your brakes Okay. Uh, can you tell what corner of the car it's coming from or if it's coming from under the hood
3: i think it's down near the wheels
0: um, oh, it's really? on both sides it's on both sides oh. i mean it doesn't
3: matter which direction i turn the wheel i hear the noise
0: but what do you
1: mean the noise is on both
0: sides? At the same time, it's on both sides. No, if you turn to the left, it's on one. It's on one side. If you turn to the right, it's on the other side. She didn't right. say that. I'm putting words <laughs> into her mouth. That's the only way we're going to give her an answer. <laughs> but you're doing a good job. These are the words I was looking for.
1: Oh, so that if you turn the wheel to the left, the noise comes from
0: the left. The left. I think. You think. And if you turn it to the right, it's all. But it's coming from one of the front wheels in either case.
3: Yeah. You know, people turn around and kind of look, and I just pretend it wasn't me.
0: Well, if if you get it to make the noise with the car not moving, then it certainly eliminates a lot of stuff, for example, like the wheels. And and the first thing that comes to mind is that it could easily be a slipping power steering belt or a power steering pump that's not functioning properly. Because when it's asked to do the amount of work that's necessary to turn the wheels beyond where they really want to go, the pump can howl. And I okay. like that answer. Okay, so I'm guessing that maybe it'll do it even if the car is not moving. But if okay. it makes the noise when, in fact, you're turning uh, and, and moving, then I'm going to guess that it's something to do with the brakes. Okay. And, and often what happens is the the brake rotors will deflect just enough to make the one of the pads vibrate. And that's enough to make that howling, that slight howling sound that you're getting.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm voting for the power steering pump. Well, I am, too, because... Oh, you are? Well, I, I think
0: that's what it is, but I'm, I'm convinced it's not. Because <laughs> my brother likes it. If he didn't like it, I'd, I'd like it more. Anyway, Brianna, good luck. But in either case, I don't think it's anything too serious, but it would be nice to get it looked at.
3: All right, thanks for taking my call, guys. See?
0: Hey, you know what time it is? Uh, time to switch to our summer white coveralls? No, no, no. It's time to play Stop the chumps.
1: This is the part of the show where we dig up a caller from a previous show to see if they followed our advice.
0: I keep telling you, you can't use that dig up thing. It just doesn't (laughs) sound good. Anyway, who's our lucky player this week? It's Todd
1: from Orlando, Florida.
0: And what should I remember about Todd? Well,
1: Todd got himself in a little car trouble and then kept digging.
5: Okay. I convinced my girlfriend who was in need of a car to buy an older car because it was big safe and easy to work on
1: Uh uh-huh what
0: was it
5: it was 1973
0: ford ltd i think i've owned a couple of those in in a previous life (laughs) so you're no longer speaking i take it
5: you could say that You that. (laughs) you could say that the car has started belching black smoke and backfiring the last time she came over the condo to visit it backfired severely and gave the neighbor's cat a heart attack. The cat died. Really? To make matters worse, uh, we had the bright idea of trying to get the, the neighbor a new cat. There's a stray in the condos yeah. uh, that doesn't have a tail. My girlfriend named him Stumpy, so we seduced him in the house. As soon as I shut the door, he mauled me mercilessly.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, because he's a wild cat.
5: Apparently. <laughs> yeah. He jumped in the fish tank and ate about four fish. That's
0: all in about twenty seconds. Jeez, Todd, you got to crit while you're ahead, man. And you ain't ahead at this point. So crit before you fall any farther behind. Well,
5: that's why I'm calling. Now I'm trying to save my happy home. What do you want from us? My happy relationship.
0: So you want to know what's wrong with the LTD? No, you want to know what's wrong with the cat. <laughs> What are we now, cat talk? <laughs> All right. So, what do we tell Todd was wrong with the LTD?
1: We told him that his timing chain had either skipped or lost some teeth.
0: Timing chain. Okay. Well, let's well, see I how, like how the, we did. I still like it. Oh yeah, I, I did too uh, till a minute ago. Todd, are you there? <laughs> yes, I am, guys. Look, b- before you fill us in, we have not spoken since your last appearance on Car Talk, have we? No, we have not. We have not. And
1: that the answer you're about to give has not been influenced by our staff, the staff of National Public Radio, or by the Car Talk t-shirts that we sent as a bribe to your condo association.
0: <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> oh, good. So, Todd, what did it turn out to be? The timing scene.
1: Oh! Really? Yes. Well, and, and how does it run now?
5: I can't believe how well this car runs now. I mean, it is so quiet and smooth. We are taking your advice and selling it, but it runs like a top.
0: Well, it would be a lot easier to sell it now that it's not belching black smoke (laughs) and backfiring and killing cats. (laughs) The cat killer. That's (laughs) exactly right. So So your girlfriend and you have reconciled, I assume.
5: We have. She actually doesn't want to sell it. I'm trying to convince her it's the thing to do because it's running so well. Oh yeah, yeah
0: this might be your one week window to sell it. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't miss this opportunity. <laughs> 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 well, I'm happy that turned out all right, ex- except for the except for the cat and the and the and four the fish. fish. So did you replace well, the fish?
5: No, haven't replaced the fish as of yet. But uh, the neighbor did get a new cat, so that's kind of oh, that's- Does
0: the neighbor speak to you?
5: She says hello, and that's about it. About
0: yeah. it, yeah, yeah. That was polite. You, yeah. you know those polite hellos through clenched teeth. Hello, exactly. Todd. <laughs>
4: exactly.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad that the timing chain worked out, and I'm glad, more importantly, that you and your girlfriend are, are on the Back same together, page, kind of. Yeah, And uh, See, that's pretty good. So thanks for playing Stump the Chumps, Todd. Well,
5: thanks for the good advice. All right. See you later. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay, guys.
0: Bye. If you hear
1: someone you'd like us to bring back for Stump the Chumps, email us your suggestion from cartalk.com.
0: All right. Look, I'm going to try something new this week. Yeah? Well, it's clear that just asking you out of the blue, if you remember the puzzler, doesn't work, right? Usually it doesn't. That's right. Yeah, usually meaning what? Never. Never. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what the puzzler was. And then ask you if you remember it. Jeez, that sounds more promising <laughs> to me. Okay, you ready for yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, last week's puzzle was about a pipe fitter, a road trip, and a set of tires on a 2001 Saturn. You remember it? No. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what else to try. I, I, maybe I'll have to write it backwards on your forehead so you'll see it when you look in the mirror. <laughs> I never look in the mirror. <laughs> hey, who can blame you? <laughs> anyway, stay tuned because we'll have the whole puzzler story and more of your car questions in just a minute. Yeah, stay tuned. Back top. Back. And even though Terry Gross closes her eyes, takes a very deep breath, and tries to go to her calm place whenever she hears us <laughs> say this is it. <laughs> Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tapper Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and uh, the answer to last week's Puzzler. Which I still don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you're lost cause. <laughs> and the idea for this one was sent in by a fellow named Bill Chase. Oh, just the idea. Well, no, the idea, and I had to mess around with it a little bit. Of course. And and do some post-obfuscation, I mean, you know, so. (laughs) You ready? Yeah. After 30-plus years of hard work as a pipe fitter, Joe finally retired, and he and his wife Jane decided it was time to see the country. Of course, in America, the time-honored way to see this great nation of ours is to rent the DVDs, right? (laughs) No, 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 to drive it. So they hit the road, and after six months and maybe 40,000 miles, They had indeed seen some sights, and boy, were their butts sore. (laughs) They needed that uh, snow seal stuff. But one morning after looking over their 2001 Saturn, Joe decided it was time for some new tires. So they headed for the nearest mall where there was a tire store, Tires are Us, and the (laughs) fellow working on the car asked Joe how many miles he had racked up on these tires. Hmm, maybe uh, 50K, said Joe. He wasn't really sure. The repairman then complimented Joe on having done a great job rotating his tires, as they were all worn pretty evenly. Well, I never rotated the tires, not ever, said Joe. Well, that's impossible, the tire jockey snapped back. Front-wheel drive cars like your Saturn always wear out the front tires much faster than the rears. In fact, sometimes two or three times faster if they're not rotated. But how could it be that in 40 or 50,000 miles, Joe had not rotated the tires, and yet they were all worn evenly. And I'll give you a hint. while yeah, he's, yeah, while yeah, he, yeah. Remember the hint? You remember the, you're going to remember the hint now. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to admit, you I, I look <laughs> very familiar. <laughs> right, well, here's the hint. Yeah. While Joe was at the tire shop, the, the young fellow asked, would you like an oil change while you're here? And Joe said, oh, uh, no, it, it, it's, go- it's not going to need that.
1: You you said all this last week. And you didn't get it, and, or, nor remember it. Nor do I have any recollection of
0: it whatsoever. Yeah, well, I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the car had gone 40,000 miles, and it didn't need an oil change. Didn't need an oil change either. Because the engine wasn't running for those 40,000 yeah, miles, or yeah, at least the vast majority of them. He was going down mountains. <laughs> No, he was being... The Saturn was being towed by his RV. Oh, You didn't think Joe and Jane were going to see the country in a Saturn, did you? Oh. So they used it as their round town car so when they stopped with the RV and they wanted to go and... You know, go to a movie or something. You don't take your RV to a movie. You leave it at the campsite. Yeah. And you take the Saturn, you drive it five miles here, two miles there, three miles there. But the vast majority of those 40,000 or 50,000 miles that were on the Saturn were put on when it wasn't being driven, but rather towed behind the RV. All just, four wheels all were four on, the wheels on the ground. All ah, four wheels on the ground, just going to, And that's why they all wore out. They all wore out evenly. Evenly. No stopping, no nothing, ah, and no oil changes. No Because the engine changes. wasn't running. Excellent. Pretty good, huh? Very, I have to say, very good. <laughs> I'd feel a lot better if you had remembered it, but we're working on that. I'm so going who, to
1: try to remember this one.
0: Don't, don't no, You know what? I think you're overburdening yourself by trying to remember. I think you should try not to remember. I will. In fact, I think we're going to try something new. You should try to forget it.
1: Oh, maybe I should just leave if the room. It,
0: permanently. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so who's our winner?
1: Ah, the winner this week is Nicole Brown from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And for having her answer selected at random from among all the correct answers that we got, Nicole is going to get a $26 gift certificate to the shameless commerce division at cartalk.com with which Nicole can pick up an official cartalk unmarked bill carrier. Oh, known as a duffel bag,
0: right?
1: <laughs> oh, sure. You carry all the duffels
0: you want. I'm using mine for unmarked <laughs> bills. Okay. Anyway, we have a brand new puzzler coming up in the third half of the show, so don't skedaddle just yet. In the meantime, we will try to answer your car questions. I know that sounds unusual, but we're going to try. Our number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888
6: Hi, how you doing? It's Phil from Queens.
0: Hey, Phil, Phil. what's happening?
6: Uh, very quick question. I have a new Chrysler Pacifica. My wife, Anita, and I got a new 2006 at the end of the year. Uh-huh. And I remember, and I may have heard it on your show, which I, by the way, have been listening to for years, have turned hundreds of people onto, and love.
0: And it's still speaking to you, those hundreds of people? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, most of them. Most of them. Well, it's not bad.
6: Should I do early oil changes, like at 300 miles, 500 miles, 1,000 miles? to pick out any metal from the manufacturing process, or is this just an urban legend?
0: You did hear that on our show, and I'm still sticking with that. Well, I don't know that I
6: believe it. What's the pro and con?
5: Are,
0: <laughs> the mean, new,
6: are the newer engines better?
0: Well,
1: I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, it could never hurt. So for a couple of bucks, you could not take the chance that something terrible is going on. Okay. I don't happen to think that something terrible is going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, back in the very old days, when yeah. engines, you know, when there were pieces of slag hanging off the cast <laughs> pistons and all that, it made a lot of sense to do it. But nowadays, it makes less sense. But like Tommy said, it can't hurt. And I don't think I'd do one at 300 and 500 miles or any of those, you know, at those intervals. But I certainly no. would do one maybe at 1,000. Yeah, you do okay. one at 1,000 miles and then go on d- with d- the Don't change stuff. it for the next 25,000. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, we appreciate it. By the way, I should tell you that some years ago, when I bought... Uh, you I, bought a new vehicle. I bought a brand new Dodge Caravan, made yeah. by the same company that makes you a Pacifica. Okay. And uh, not that that means anything necessarily. Well, it
5: changes every week now. Mm hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I, but I, I, so I bought this thing, and of course, following my own, you know, sage advice. I went ahead, and because I have the shop, I think I changed the oil at 500 miles, and I may have even changed it again at 1,000 miles. Isn't crazy. And then you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, well, I changed. I took the oil out of that and put it in my brother's car. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't a, a real waste. <laughs> and, and what happened to that vehicle? Well, the, the engine blew. <laughs> <laughs> a little louder, please. <laughs> the engine blew. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and it had a lot of miles on it though when the engine blew. Well, like a thousand. No, was five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't my fault. However, it was a factory. There were weak connecting rod bolts. That's, that's yeah. At least that's what they said when they found the connecting rod <laughs> stuck in the rear bumper. I don't know what happened to it, but it was an awful, awful experience for the Chrysler dealer. So,
5: <laughs> word to the wise. So, uh, yeah. so
0: I don't. I don't think changing the oil that frequently had anything to do with it certainly certainly not but uh, it certainly didn't help <laughs> so we appreciate it all right phil thanks Good for your luck, call phil. thanks bye <laughs> bye enjoy your pacifica we will thanks bye 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 it's a nice car it is a nice car it, it, too bad it doesn't get better mileage but, yeah, but it, you it can't have everything 888 car talk that's 8882278255 hello your uncle co- hi
7: this is melissa and i'm calling from eagan minnesota
0: hi melissa from eagan Minnesota? Yes. What's in going on? Minnesota.
7: I have a Honda Civic, um uh-huh. two thousand. Uh-huh. And I have a problem that I have bird seed in the ceiling of my Civic.
1: Birdseed in the, seed in the s- ceiling?
7: <laughs> yes.
1: Really? How do you know it's birdseed? Um,
7: because it's falling from the ceiling down onto the floor inside of my car. And I've I've had people who are near and dear to me that have confirmed that it is birdseed. And I also happen to know that it's being brought there from a little friend.
4: Yes, right a sure. mouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. mouse. Yeah. yeah.
7: I need to know, how do I get this out, and then secondarily, how do I prevent this little friend from getting back in and continuing to bring it to the ah, ceiling? Oh,
1: jeez. <laughs> I mean, do you leave, you leave the windows open oh, or the no. doors open? No. Or are they sneaking uh-uh. in even with all that safety that you've got?
7: Well, I live in Minnesota. Oh, <laughs> This started happening about two months ago when it was, when it was cold out, huh. and um, I was driving down the highway and turning corners, huh. and I started noticing this noise that sounds kind of like those Chilean rain sticks. Yeah. Oh, know. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was yeah. the
0: birdseed rattling <laughs> above you.
7: I couldn't figure out what it was at first until it started coming onto the floor of the car, and then people said, yeah, this is birdseed. And then about a month ago, I actually found the mouse in my car.
0: Oh, you did. Yeah. Alive? <laughs> so, what did you do with this mouse?
7: Well, did you I put him on... in the
0: witness relocation program? <laughs> <laughs> well,
7: I was driving down the freeway when I realized that there was a little friend in the car with me. Where was and...
1: he? On the floor.
7: Yeah, he was between the console and my seat, yeah. and so oh, I saw great. his tail and realized you know what was going on. Pulled over immediately, and um. So Wait, whoa, whoa,
0: and... When you yeah. pulled over, were you going? Ah! Ah!
7: <laughs> <laughs> Tell well, the I'm truth, because
0: really that's what of I would have right. been doing. <laughs>
7: I'm not terrified of mice, so, but I was a little freaked out. <laughs> but did
1: you open the door, and did he run out, or did he go hide?
7: Well, I, I pulled off on the side of the road and got out and went, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And luckily, some older gentleman stopped and thought I had car trouble, and he had a broom and gloves, and so he, he helped me, like, get the mouse out and relocate it to a field. Oh, I thought it was over at that point, and the birdseed sound started going away. It got less; it wasn't completely gone.
0: Yeah.
7: However, and now it's coming back. I'm noticing more of it, so I don't know if there's a creature back or.
0: No, you got rid of Mickey, but you got yeah. Minnie and the <laughs> Minnie and the boys. Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly.
7: And I don't even know to, to tell the truth. Like, in looking at the ceiling, it's kind of all one molded thing. It is. Yeah. It is, yeah. and that whole
0: thing comes out. That headliner comes out. And that yeah. can that can be removed. It snaps out, okay. uh, but it ain't easy to get out of the car. And I don't know about this and you, car. And you don't want to do it. Oh no! You have to take it to a, a body shop, maybe, and they'll they'll probably have to take out. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they have to take out a window, like your back window. Oh wow! To get the thing okay. out because it's it's well it's bigger than any of the openings. Well, they may not have to get it all out. They may if be able they to can drop, drop it, it. That may be enough. They may be okay. able to drop it in vacuum. But the m- the bigger issue is. Getting rid of the mosquitos who are living in your car. Right. And how are they getting in? How are they getting in, and, is, getting in and why? <laughs> oh, because it's Minnesota. Yeah. And someone has a bird feeder nearby, and they're looking for a safe place to store their stash. Yeah. Yeah. And they found it. So what you're going to have to do is stop them from getting in, and they're probably getting in through your ventilation system. Okay. You know, so I would have to consult the Honda dealer okay. and find out what they can do to to stop this.
1: Yeah, and if you're gonna if you're gonna go to the Honda dealer, I'd have the Honda
0: dealer drop the the uh, ceiling as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, so they can drop the headliner. You know, they may be coming in through uh, your evaporator drain for your air conditioner. Oh. Oh, that would be awful, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or they could be coming in through the cowl. I don't. I don't know if there are yeah. spots big enough for them to get in. But mice are pretty. Uh, pretty good at squeezing into little spaces. Man, are they ever! Yeah, so, so I think what you have to do is to try to make this area where the seeds have been stored somehow inhospitable. Okay. And maybe there's something they can spray in there that's not going to harm you, but might just drive the mice away. Yeah, that would be very good. Yeah, maybe a flattened cat. (laughs) (laughs)
7: <laughs> well, you know, I have a cat and I tried to put the cat in the car
0: yeah. to see
7: if they could, you know, come up with a mouse. But he was afraid that he was being taken to the vet. <laughs> so.
0: Oh yeah, so, so he's now yeah. now he's neurotic, right? Now yeah. <laughs> you, you'll never get him in the car again. Oh, exactly. Geez. Well, I don't know, but but I would rely on the Honda dealer. Maybe they have some tricks or maybe they can suggest to you that you uh Get a car cover or something. Okay. But I'm guessing they're coming from underneath.
7: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Would yeah.
0: you park on on leaves and grass and whatnot.
7: When I'm at work, I park in the street. But at home, I have a garage. So. Oh, uh. they're
0: they're in they're in your garage. Okay. How does the, how would the cat feel about living in the garage for a few weeks?
7: Well, he likes the outdoors, so maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think the cat may need to take up. You know what to do? Get him a TV, okay. <laughs>
4: right?
0: And a couch. Yeah, <laughs> they're living they're living in the garage, and from there. They're trying to find a place where they can safely store the seed because there's nothing better than a headliner.
7: Okay. So
0: I think if you can get rid of them from the garage, then the car problem will get solved. Good. Good luck, Melissa. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is Car Talk or what? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> See you later. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888 seven eighty two fifty five. Hello, you're on Car Talk.
6: Hi guys, this is Eric from Spokane, Washington. How you
0: doing? Okay, great, Eric. How you doing?
6: Doing wonderful. Got a question about an 01 Dodge Stratus.
0: Okay, go for it, man.
6: Just a couple of weeks ago, my family and I were out on a little camping trip headed up to the mountains uh, here in Spokane, Washington, and had a fun time having a wheel bearing break, a, a ball oh. joint, busted on the back rear tire. And I tell you, yeah. that thing almost fell off the car, scared the heck out of me. I've got five children. Was it a, a uh, wheel
0: bearing that broke or a ball joint? A ball joint. A ball joint. Okay. Ball joint.
6: Yes, sir. And it snapped off. And I tell you, I got the tire off and jacked it up. And I looked at it, and that thing was just the whole wheel was just being held on by a couple little other braces that were holding on to it. Scared the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. So, my question for you guys is I'm starting to hear a little weird squeaking on the driver's side now uh, on that back wheel. Not the same one. I had it replaced. Uh, the ball joint was replaced. A couple hundred bucks. And I'm wondering uh, these types of cars is that just kind of a fluke or should I replace these types of things in pairs
1: well, well you should you shouldn't have to replace them in pairs but it makes perfect sense that they could wear out in pairs because they're both
0: doing almost exactly the same thing mm-hmm. every day So it's the inter- but I'm sure that whoever replaced the one on the right Yeah that's my comment as probably well. had a boat payment coming up and, <laughs> you know if there were a boat <laughs> payment coming up why not sell the guy the one on the left also Sure
1: any mechanic who who did the job and didn't look on the other side and in the
0: front of the car, it's crazy. Yeah, no. Whoever whoever did it should have checked at the very least the other one. Where did you have it done?
6: I actually had it done at a very, very re- uh, uh, reputable shop here in Spokane. Uh, I gave them instructions to replace that ball joint and then cut it there because we were kind of cum- coming up a little oh, before payday. See, pay- repu- pay- oh, and that's the pro-
0: see you know. Know. disreputable shops would replace all your ball joints, <laughs> yeah, and exactly. you'd be safe. I, I
1: <laughs>
6: right? was trying to avoid that, so I had them just replace that uh, one that broke. Yeah,
1: well, now that you're home, take <laughs> it back and have someone look at all the ball joints. Okay. How many miles
0: are on this thing?
6: Got a hundred and almost hundred and forty.
0: Now you said you, have, oh, five, you have five kids. Yes, sir. Where are you putting them in this Dodge Stratus? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand you'll probably throw a couple in the trunk, maybe one in the glove box, but <laughs> what about the rest of them?
6: Well, my Otis, I just have her run alongside. <laughs> yeah, that works pretty well.
0: Sure. Okay. Why not?
1: So you? No, you should definitely have all. With that many miles on it, you should have all the ball joints looked at.
0: Okay. And the tie rod ends okay yeah, if, those, if those break it's it's almost as bad maybe it's worse it's than worse i think it's worse break.
8: yeah okay
0: good luck eric and, and uh maybe if you take your car in for service a little more often they'll spot these things before they break <laughs> that's a good idea all <laughs> thank <laughs> T- you see you later bye bye all right look it's time to take a short break and when we come back i will regale you with a brand new puzzler
1: well that's an interesting choice of words you're going to regale us with a new puzzler you don't you don't like that Well, regale means to entertain lavishly, doesn't it? Yeah. But it traditionally refers to, like, food. What are you,
0: Merriam-Webster now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying, I wouldn't have said I'm going to regale you with a new puzzle. I would have used the word other than regale. Oh, what word would you have chosen? I would use like, bore. (laughs) Bore
0: you. All right, fine. When we come back, I will either regale or bore you with a new puzzle.
1: And we'll have more of your car questions, so stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute.
0: You take the dog, I'll take the Galaxy 500.
1: You get the cat, I get the couch you don't want anymore. You take the fish, I'll take a bowl. You take the dishes while you're at it, take my soul. But things ain't so bad, cause I've got a Galaxy 500. And even though Ben and Jerry pelt their radios with peace pops whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio.
0: Ha! We're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers. And we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and the new Puzzler. Yeah. Which will either bore or regale you. Or regale (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can hardly wait to be regaled. Yes, well, this this was sent in kind well, if of. If
1: you're a... regaled, that means you've already been galed once?
0: Well, yeah. I yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, there are lots of words like that that
0: bother me, like yeah. disgruntled. Yeah.
1: What's wrong? What's, What's gruntled?
0: Yeah, well, if you were disgruntled, it meant that gruntled meant you were happy. Oh, well, boy, I we had a great dinner and I was gruntled. <laughs> <laughs> the service was outstanding. We were all yeah. gruntled. Anyway, this, 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 this came from uh, a fellow named Roger, who didn't give his last name, from Sunnyvale. In California. My yeah. buddy Bob Pellin lived in Sunnyvale for a while during one of his junior or senior years in college. <laughs> one of his many junior years in college. Anyway, here we go. Yeah. My friend Russell is about as laid back as you can get. He doesn't own a watch or a cell phone, and he even unplugged the clock in his car. Oh. One day recently, he visited this uh, brand new mega bookstore near his house. He first checked out the cafe where he bought himself a cappuccino, decaf, of course. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Then he kind of drifted over to the periodicals area where he perused his favorite golf magazine, uh, Putts magazine. (laughs) (laughs) And then, as you might expect, he found the yoga and meditation books. And after considerable browsing, he finally made a purchase and left. As soon as he got his car on the highway, he remembered that his sister had invited him for dinner. Now, Russell's sister is one uptight, pain-in-the-butt clock watcher, you know? (laughs) And if he showed up late for dinner, she'd kill him. He began to sweat. What if I spent too much time in the bookstore? In a panic, poor Russell reached for the book that he had just bought, Zen in the Art of the Leveraged Buyout. (laughs) Within moments, his fear had abated. He wouldn't be late after all. Yeah. What was in that book that set his mind at ease? I got the answer. Good. If you only remember it till next week. (laughs) If you think you know the answer, write it on the underside of a set of crate and barrel Trovata teak slatted chaise lounges with mortise and tenon joinery, galvanized hardware, solid wood wheels and armrests, and mildew resistant cushions in cocoa. (laughs) Send them along with, oh yes, an in-ground pool to (laughs) to Puzzler Tower, car talk plaza box 3500 harvard square cambridge our fair city mat 02238
1: or you can email us your answer from cartalk.com
0: now if you have a question about your car or anything else give us a call the number is 888 car talk that's 888-227-8255 hello you're on car talk
9: hi this is kate from syracuse
0: hey kate from kate. syracuse we don't even have to ask you how to spell your name or the name of the place where you're from
9: very good, and as long as you bleed orange, you're all set here. <laughs> What's up, Kate? Well, I have a 2006 Ford Escape Hybrid, which I like a lot, mm-hmm. and has 6,800 miles on it. But I had a very strange incident occur about two weeks ago. Yeah, I was driving the car about 30 miles an hour on a city street and moving from the passing lane to the right-hand lane,
4: mm-hmm.
9: and uh, the steering locked up. What? And I don't mean it was. If, I mean, the steering locked up as if the car were turned off, and nobody's been able to figure out what the problem is yet.
1: So you turned the wheel to the right, mm-hmm. and as you were going from one lane to the other, you suddenly realized that you couldn't turn the steering wheel anymore?
9: So I was headed right for the curb and the and the uh, next telephone pole.
0: Yeah. Yes. And it locked up just like it would if you had taken the key out.
9: Exactly. And, and I slammed on the brakes. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. The miracle occurred, and I was able to turn the wheel again.
0: Well, I, and and did you
1: take it back to the dealer?
9: I did. They have uh, done all kinds of tests trying to see if they can uh, see where it was. They say that there's a computer in there that picks up problems and, and records.
0: And they're picking that problem up. They're yeah. not picking that problem. No, it, no, the computer's not going to pick that problem up.
4: Okay.
0: And what they need to do is take the steering column apart, and they probably need to replace the steering wheel lock mechanism you know, yeah. there's a, there, I don't know exactly how it works in this thing, but there's either a plate and a pin that comes out of the out of the ignition lock. But so there's when, when
1: definitely you, something wrong with that lock.
0: When you turn the key to the off positioning and remove the key, a pin pops out and engages one of the slots in this plate, so that you can turn the the wheel a couple of degrees and then boom, you're locked. Mm-hmm.
1: I think what you have to do is ask them to please change the lock, and then keep the car for several weeks. And have the manager of the place drive it every day. Just swap
4: cars with him, if you can.
9: <laughs> I, I think I'll make that suggestion to him. Yeah, whatever
0: he's driving, offer to swap with him. Okay. I mean, this is terribly dangerous.
9: Well, and and you saved my life once already because the internal tie rods on my old car went, and I heard you on giving the advice to someone to get that done immediately. I took it in. 'Cause it was the same symptoms. The guys they fixed it and it was great. This was a different car, and it's like, okay, so you saved my life once, so I'm gonna h- ask you to help me save my okay, life Okay,
0: you're yet. done. No. You got everyone gets two shots and that's it. <laughs> you can't call anymore with life saving stuff. You're done. Your quota <laughs> is finished. And
1: this is an extraordinarily dangerous thing.
0: Okay Yeah, this this is not to be treated lightly. I mean you've gotta go back and insist that they do they can't put the scanner on it. No scan tool is Who gonna tell them how that, to do this. That, that this is wrong with the car. First of all, they ought to call the factory. They ought, to, they ought to get the zone rep. They ought to get the factory guys to come down because if this is happening to yours, it's going to happen to others. This didn't happen by accident. You didn't turn the key off when you were making that turn. Correct. You know, So if there's some defect in that lock, they've got to find it out before they have fatalities on their hands. Wow. And if they do, we don't want, we don't want one of them to be you because you're a listener. Thank you, you can't <laughs> lose any listeners.
9: Yeah, <laughs> no, you only get four or five. You
0: can't afford to lose one. Yeah, I mean, I, if if it were me, I would insist that they replace even the entire steering column, the whole shebang. Okay. But if, if but if there's a you know a, a system wide defect with this, pretty soon there's going to be a bulletin on it. But you want to make sure that you get to it before the bulletin gets issued. So you have to be insistent, and at the same time, you have to report it to to, uh, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration because they have a a spot on their website where you can report these kinds of things, and they compile a database. And if enough people complain about this, then, in fact, they will force Ford to have a recall.
9: Well, it's still sitting over at the shop, so I'm going to let it sit there a little while longer until they can fix
0: it. Tell them you don't want it. You yeah. don't want and, it. And do not, absolutely, absolutely refuse to take it back unless they replace something. Okay. And at the very okay. least, they owe you taking the steering column apart and looking at it, and it, I would say changing the lock. They, they owe you at the very least that much. And if they won't do that, tell them you want your money back.
9: Okay. Good yeah. luck, Kate. Well, thank you. Be
0: tough.
4: Appreciate it.
0: All righty, see ya. Goodbye. Bye. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. A lawyer on Car Talk.
8: Hi, this is Chris Lewis from Anderson, South Carolina. How are you guys doing? Hi, good,
0: good Chris. Anderson, South Carolina. Yes. Got yep. you. What's what's going on, Chris?
8: Um, I have a ninety three Chevy S ten pickup. Mm-hmm. I recently replaced the clutch in it. And about that same time I started hearing a howling sound. And I thought, Oh, geez, what did I do? You know, I t- replaced the clutch, throw out bearing, all that jazz. And so I got up underneath there. Uh, while the car was running and listened for this uh, for the sound, yeah. and I can't quite hear it underneath there. So,
1: but when um, do you, when do you hear it? When you're stepping on the clutch, or when you're not stepping on the clutch, or what? No, so
8: what happens is, is it's actually at about 2,000 RPM. Ah. So it's as you're giving it gas, it starts to howl. Yeah, and it does it uh, regardless of whether you're you know pushing in the clutch or whether you're driving. You, you can sit still and do it, Yeah. Um, and it's like a, <laughs> like that. You all right,
1: Chris? <laughs> and it sounds like it's coming from underneath you?
8: That's the odd thing, is that I, I, you can't hear it outside the vehicle. You can't hear it, oh. and, and I thought, well, maybe it was um, like an idler pulley, and so I replaced that. No, mm-hmm. it wasn't that, and then I, I pretty much changed most of the stuff on the front of the engine. But now I'm noticing it that it's in the physical cab itself.
0: Right. You need the insulation of the cab to filter out all the extraneous noises so that you can hear this noise. Yeah, I think that's kind
8: of what's happening.
0: Did it occur right after you did the clutch or not?
8: Um, It was about a week and a half later.
0: And it's at 2,000 RPM and above?
8: Yes, and about... Probably twenty five or 2,700 RPM. Does it make
0: a difference if you're going up or down or not? For example, if you're at 2,700 or 2,800 and, you, and it's, you're letting the engine come coast down to 2,500, will you get it then or do you have to be applying gas?
8: No. It's, it, it'll come back. You'll go beyond it in, in theory. Uh-huh. And then when you're decelerating and you, you, know, you have your foot off the gas, once it reaches that RPM again... You'll get it anyway. ...then it starts coming back.
0: Yeah, it's a It's a rattle. And I know it may sound a lot worse than that, but I think it's it's nothing more than that. Because I'm, I'm going to guess that it hasn't affected in any way the way the clutch performs or the way the whole truck performs in general. That's correct. So, who did this? Was it you and your brother in law who did this job? <laughs> no, it was just me in my garage. So. You uh-huh. in your garage. Yeah, well, yeah. How many cases of beer were involved? <laughs> <laughs> a couple pierogies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it
8: was, there was a lot of uh, just, uh, yeah, some late nights and coca-cola
0: did you take off the exhaust system to do it you take off the front pipe yeah
8: i put uh, put new donuts in there too
0: yeah i wouldn't be surprised if something is is loose you you could easily have uh a, a, a pipe that's rattling against the manifold you know against those donuts
1: but you said that you can't hear it if you crawl underneath
0: the truck that's correct. Yeah, yeah, because you know why? Because the engine is just you get, you're getting the noise from all those worn out bearings and everything else. <laughs> you know, really, you are. I mean, and those those noises will drown out this, which is pretty subtle. You you need to have the insulation provided by the passenger compartment
8: yeah.
4: to
0: filter out those other noises, so you can hear this one noise, which you know is different. Yes. And I wouldn't be surprised. I would go back and, and recheck all your connections on your exhaust system that you removed. Okay. And, and look at that. And look, you know, you, you may have knocked off a heat shield even or, or knocked loose.
8: Yeah. You
0: know, uh, and, but I, I think it's probably nothing more than that. Okay. I mean, my original feeling was that maybe your fan clutch was bad. This has a, a you know, a, a right. belt-driven fan, and those often make those kinds of ugly noises that you made for us.
8: Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I make other ugly noises, too. <laughs> no, this, um, yeah, no, I actually, I had isolated that. I pulled it off. And put the belt back on ah. to isolate that to make sure that wasn't you know the, Good.
0: that Good. wasn't
8: doing it and, and it's not it, it wasn't that either. So. Well, it
0: sounds to me, Chris, that you've used a, a scientific method here, yes, yeah. and it hasn't worked. So you're gonna have to rely on luck now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a
8: hammer, a hammer, and a luck, hammer, right? a glove, <laughs> and a little luck.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, but I'm 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 sticking with the with the loose exhaust or a heat shield thing. Okay. Good well, luck. I'll, I'll check that out. Then. All right. Thanks for your call. Hey, thanks, guys. See bye. Bye know. bye. Bye-bye. All right. Bye bye. Eight 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 car talk, that's eight he wasn't drinking any coca He was <laughs> he was drinking schlitz. They still make schlitz? <laughs> no. Eight <laughs> eight eight car talk, that's eight 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 two two seven eight two five five Hello you're on car
10: Hi this is Jill calling from Uba City.
0: Jill? Jill Hi Jill
10: And my call is not nearly as complicated as uh Chris. Okay. It's an emergency parking brake situation that my husband and I have um, a different idea about. He grew up um, driving cars that, you know, had manual transmission. Mm -hmm. I grew up driving cars that had automatic transmission. Mm -hmm. So he has this habit of putting the emergency parking brake on always. And I get in the car to drive it. And I wonder why it's driving slowly. <laughs> and so I say, you know, And so we have a kind of an agreement yeah. that, you know, when he drives it, if he knows, you know, and I have a 2006 Odyssey uh. and a 2002 Civic. So I feel like they're pretty safe.
1: Are they both automatic transmissions? Yeah. Yeah.
10: And so I, I, my, my opinion is that the parking brake is really an emergency brake in case for some reason these two nice cars happen to lose their brake system. It seems like it does. It's not
0: important. Oh, so I see. Yeah.
10: So it. I don't understand. So I'm you don't a-
0: use it
1: at all right. because
0: you don't need it. Yeah. And you would use it as an emergency brake if the other two brake systems failed in your <laughs> Exactly. Car. Well, Jill, I got to tell you, uh, I have to side with your husband, and, and not for the reason you think. Uh, we guys have given in to you women on on the toilet seat <laughs> thing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and. And uh, it's been a bone of contention in our house for a long time. And I I finally gave in. but we're not giving up on the emergency brake thing. Okay, so why? Because I think it's it's not a bad idea to use the parking brake, whether you have an automatic shift car or not. And, And the truth is that when it's in park,
1: hardly ever does that fail. Nonetheless, it won't hurt to have the handbrake on.
10: That's true, and our our driveway has about a 25% um, ah. incline.
0: Oh, no, it's important. And, you know, if you have a steep driveway, by the way, and you set the handbrake, and then you shift the transmission into park, it'll be a lot easier getting it out of park when you try to move. If That's you do a- it the other way around, if you put it in park, let the car roll until that parking pole jams, and then you set the handbrake, you'll never get the thing out of park. Right. You know, so I, I, I have to side with your husband.
10: So pull up in the driveway, pull put up. the brake on. Set, and then put it in park.
0: Put it in park. Yep. And, and and if you get into the habit, how's he doing with the toilet seat? Is he making all right on that? <laughs> <laughs> he
10: does it pretty well. He even takes out the garbage and everything. Oh, all right. Well,
4: cut him some yeah. slack, He's you? He's a pretty good guy.
0: <laughs> and, you know, and if you use the parking brake all the time, uh-huh. then it, it's less likely to get seized. Because what happens to parking brakes, especially maybe not where you live, but in parts of the world here where we get snow and Ice and salt on the roads is the parking brake cables get rusted from lack of use. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. And so if you just use it every day, you'll you'll f- forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get you'll get used to it. It'll be you know be like putting that toilet seat up or down or whatever yeah. whatever works for your household.
10: Well, my husband's gonna have bragging rights for a while. Oh on yeah,
0: one. yeah. I know. You better go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> see see <laughs> you. See you. Jill. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Okay. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Well, it's happened again. You've squandered another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Huh. Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin the Barbarian and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mare. Our engineer is John Cartman Perotti and our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor just back from the Kathmandu Braised yak stew, pork <laughs> bouchou, baked kudzu, kangaroo shrimp ragu, raw tofu lunch, with a view, is John Bugsy Lawler. <laughs> Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Marge Inovera. Our customer care representative is Heywood Jabuzov. Our staff orthopedist is Denise Hoyt. Our wardrobe advisor is Luke Howard Fitzhugh. Our Ralph Cramden impersonator from the Dubai office is Mohammed. Ahmed Hamada. <laughs> Our physical therapist is Eustace Kane. Our physics graduate student is Laura Vernersha. Our safari planner is Sarah Angeti. Our Russian chauffeur is Picoff and Dropoff. Our optometric firm is CFI Care. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horseshoe Road Inn, and the head of our Working Mother Support Group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey Cheatham and Howe is U. Lewis Dewey, known to the adjunct professors making frappuccinos in Harvard Square as U. Louis Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're clicking and Clack for Tappert Brothers. And, uh, oh yeah, don't drive like my brother. Yeah, oh, by the way, don't yes. drive like my brother. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. CDs of the show, which is number 721, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts are available at 888-CAR-JUNK or by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com,
1: a great alternative to the trade-in.
0: Yeah, instead of trading in your old car and getting 14 bucks for it, think about (laughs) donating it to benefit your public radio station. Wait a second, did you say, you
1: know where I can get 14 bucks for a trade-in? Well, not for your heat, (laughs) bud. All right, check (laughs) out the Car Talk vehicle donation program all week at cartalk.com.
0: Our Talk is a production of Dewey Cheatham and Howe and WBUR in Boston.
1: And even though NPR management unveils their newly designed host muzzle, whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR, National Public Radio.